This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. I think a mistake we tend to make is we don't appreciate that disruptive technologies create a whole new paradigm. We never thought that this big brick of a telephone, some of our listeners are old enough to remember times like this, would one day be how we navigate the world, communicate with our family. It's not just how we make a call. You know, we, we run our central life through this. And we as human beings are biased to take the frame of reference we have for how technology is today and superimpose that on mediums of the future like the metaverse. I think there is certainly disruptive potential to change workflows and deeply impact certain sectors. And you know, I appreciate the examples you gave within training and education and also within retail. Uh, just to d- dive into that, for example, uh, an older analogy, flight simulators. You know, it's a multi-billion dollar industry and it is critical and it's, it's nonsensical for a pilot to um, take a plane and put themselves in dangerous situations because uh, that's reckless and that's expensive and that would never be approved. Flight simulators are critical to ensuring that pilots are able to train safely and go through many scenarios and rewire the way they handle emergencies. A lot of the uh, hard part of being a pilot is forecasting and predicting um, dangerous situations and, and responding to them when they happen. So there's one example. Could you give further examples within retail and training and education wherever you can about how specifically people are using these experiences as part of their workflow. Sure, uh, yeah, no problem. You know, in terms of, maybe I can touch on healthcare a little bit, uh, which which I think has one of the most important and, and crucial outcomes in terms of success metrics. Everybody on the earth has, has received a lab test in the mail that's, you know, either in the mail physically or via email that's thousand pages long and you're trying to figure out what is what. So just imagine simply panning your phone to the document and the augmented reality highlights exactly within seconds what you need to focus on, right? So it's using these features, these tactics like that to get the learner uh, or or the shopper specified on specific information. If we bring it back to retail, it could be rewards, it could be gamification, it could be promotional, having them focus on specific uh, on specific areas of, of interest. I think education is is obviously the easy the easy industry to talk about because there's been so much traction. Uh, but I think retail is on its way, and in the in in store retail experience, you know, maybe 2017, 2018, there was some interest on having users walk through their stores, pan their phone to specific clothing, or pan their phone to specific tags and getting these little discounts or these little tidbits, if you will. But that didn't take off because the in-store experience is, is exactly that. It's in-store. It's technology lists for the most part. They want to, people want to go with their friends. They want to try things on. They want to return things. They want to buy those little lotions that are 10 times the, the cost it should be at the counter. So I think the, the in-store experience is different uh, but when we start to look at the the, the scale of, of, of retail and, and the the ability to, to look in different realms and different verticals, I think the metaverse is really there for them. And that's an advantage they need to take. And I think when we look at Adidas and Nike and some of these other major brands that you've mentioned, they need it's they don't know where they're going. 
right? And that's fine because if they don't get started, they're going to be in trouble in a year when their competitors are already have a foot ground. A lot of this industry is 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 in my opinion, a lot of this industry is backed by those who've made significant amounts of money in crypto. So we have to figure out a way to diverse that, uh, diverse that. Uh, pool, if you will, to, to make things more functional and realistic for brands, uh, not only for retail, but also for education. You know, there's many, many use cases. And right now, the first perception you get when you visit these current iterations of the metaverse is it's a very gaming heavy use case. And you've talked about retail, training, education, now health as well. Uh, there's also adult entertainment, which lends itself very well to the medium. And then there's real estate use cases too. But right now, when people think of the metaverse, my assumption is they're not thinking necessarily about the VR headset and what's available there. They're currently thinking about what's been taking a lot of media attention, which are these online platforms. In these online platforms, it seems to be a version of Roblox, a version of Fortnite, a version of Second Life. These are all platforms where people go in these virtual worlds and explore in a social environment and they, they get to engage in activities and it's a, a medium of gaming. Is that, in your view, where these online platforms, like the ones I've mentioned, that's the use case they serve? Or can they be more than just gaming? Is there a mass market use case or use cases beyond gaming for the online? And I, I don't want to use the word online, but it's easy to appreciate that, right? You go into a browser and you you enter this virtual world and you can navigate with your keyboard. Is this re is this a gaming platform and the metaverse is is separate to that? How do you how do you address all these questions? Yeah, no, I think it's it's a great question. I think obviously gaming is there's many case studies. Uh, not to say that the metaverse can't do more. I see the metaverse really as three pillars, and these this is just me. Uh, first is work. How do we work in the metaverse? Uh, how do we socialize and play in the metaverse? And then how do we learn in the metaverse, right? So I think those three pillars, uh, your example of gaming would, would, would you know, of course, fit uh, in the gaming and in, in, in the gaming and entertainment section. But I think how we work in the metaverse is, is coming. And I think how we learn is coming. And more specifically, how we learn, how can we get school systems, school districts, universities in the metaverse uh, where they can build their own little virtual ecosystem to learn these different buildings and to experience what's happening in the buildings and to talk to different students and teachers in the classrooms, make it real, real time. You know, how can we bring uh, those students, you know, and those teachers and that faculty into the experiment experience, I think is important. Uh, but the metaverse is, is, is important to understand. It's, it's early and gaming is, is the only real traction. And I think in the next year or two, we're going to see concerts and we're going to see conferences, right? And I think we'll see Apple or Google with a virtual world where employees can go and learn and talk with one another and, and see the R&D that's happening first time, right? Where they necessarily don't have to fly out to California uh, to see it. So I think these three pillars will continue to populate. And again, it's up to us. It's up to the trailblazers in this space uh, to to make these people listen. It's not the other way around. We need to make them listen and show them the benefits. Uh, and that's, that's our job, especially to show the benefits in those other two pillars. You know, a really interesting use case outside of gaming that I came across was 
there is a, a, a foundation or a charity, uh, a Jewish foundation or charity that's created a, a virtual presence. They bought some land in Decentraland and they created this space called the Mana Chaba Jewish Center, which basically is a place where people interested in learning about Judaism can come to and they can learn. They can talk to other virtual characters uh, and learn about the religion. And, and they're even thinking of creating a place for studying the Torah, having community events, connecting with other Jewish people, uh, and even shopping uh, in, in that context. And, and that just shows you, you know, bringing religion in. If you can bring religion in, you can, you can bring a lot of different aspects into the metaverse. What are you seeing on the real estate side? How is the metaverse potentially going to impact prop technology and real estate? Well, I think, you know, when I think of the, the, the real estate aspect, you know, I think about ecosystems uh, in the metaverse. So I don't necessarily think, and this is, again, this is just my opinion, okay? And you'll probably get a different opinion from others, but I don't think you're going to be able to do quite well if you're looking at this strategy as not an ecosystem. And let me explain what I mean by that. If you can build a community of 20, 25, 30 houses, and also a few other experiential activities, for instance, a concert hall, uh, for instance, a shopping center, uh, yeah, let's just take that, a shopping center, a, a conference hall, uh, a concert hall, and you know, 20, 30 houses, and all of a sudden you have you know, 30, 35 buildings, if you will, up for sale. So if you look at this like an ecosystem, you can say to yourself that these, these houses, right, will rely heavily on the experiential activities of the shopping center and of the concert hall, right? So the way I see this is that let's look at the the, the houses as fixed. It's a fifty grand. They'll rarely they'll rarely ever go up, right? It's fifty grand. Now the experiential activities you have to focus on getting great great experiences in, right? So that's top hip hop artists, that's top rappers, that's top jazz, that's top performers, magic shows, this and that. Same thing with the shopping. If you're able to get great brands in, could be for a month, could be for six months, could be for a week, could be for a day. But if you're able to get great brands in where, where your community can then go shop and your community can then go experience the concert, all of a sudden you're going to start to see that the cost of your houses will increase right now. Your argument is, well, Ben, the cost of houses might increase regardless if there's experiential activities or not. And my argument would be, I don't think so. I think you need to build these ecosystems where it's a gated community, where you need to own a house or be a guest of somebody who owns a house to, to come in to this community. And once you're in the community, you, you're, you're a community member. You can experience all the activities that there is to offer. You, you have to provide to the community. But I think in order to increase uh, value in buildings or in houses in the metaverse, we need to look at the surrounding ecosystem and say, how can we indirectly uh, improve the cost. So if we look at the real world, you know, we're thinking about better school systems, right? If my my house might be terrible, but if a great school system came in that's a mile away, I might get a 5-7% bump, right? So I think that's how we have to look at it in the metaverse. Sounds like you're saying you take an urban design mindset, which you can apply in the real world, well, when you're literally constructing cities, you have to look at all the amenities and all the, all the things that are there behind right. housing. You bring that to the metaverse is what you're saying. And, and doesn't that not imply there are opportunities for people as they would be in the real world to set up a gas station, 
and I'm not saying a gas station in the metaverse, but in the real world, you need a gas station, you need a supermarket, you need a cinema, you need a school, you need many, many things make a city a city. In the metaverse, 100%. there's an opportunity there, you're saying, to create this. There is. So if we take, if we go slow and steady here and we remember those three pillars, we have at, at this stage, we have to identify what will get people to the community. The gas station, the school, I'm with you. That's coming. But right now, what is exciting, engaging is, is entertainment and gaming. So that has to be strategy number one to entice people to come to your community. But you're absolutely right. The more your community grows based on supply and demand of the community, you can add all these other different uh, features, which then you get a transactional fee, right? Shopping or gas or, you know, uh, continuous education, workshops, all sorts of stuff. So you're on the right track.